Welcome to the Phil Nason Show, brought to you by PlayUp Sportsbook. PlayUp welcomes all bettors and offers the best prices on the market. They are also proud to be an official betting partner of the New Jersey Devils. Check them out online or in the App Store and see for yourself why PlayUp is your best bet. You're listening to a pre-recorded edition of the Phil Nason Show. The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play, and please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. We're here to help you become more profitable at sports betting, and we have a terrific show planned for you today. PlayUp Sportsbook presents the Phil Nason Show. Sign up for an account and find out why PlayUp is always your best bet. That's PlayUp.com. Cash with Flash Best Bets has you covered in all the major U.S. sports. Daily free picks, premium betting packages, we have you covered. That's cashwithflash.com. Take advantage of those free picks and cash with flash. Scotty Fiedler's here. What's happening, dude? Nothing, man. Nervous last week. I thought we were going to have our first losing week all season uh, on the air. Yeah. We're and, uh, boy, after Saturday, we did not look good. But did we pull it pull it out Sunday? Pull it out Sunday. A 3-0 Sunday for everybody. Whew. I thought we were cooked, man. Well, we couldn't have lost any worse on a Saturday. The only good news is no one had a sweat on Saturday. <laughs> Those games were over before they started, it seemed. Yeah. And uh, I guess the other good news is there really wasn't much sweating on Sunday. We won those pretty easily. Yeah, so. that was pretty lucky, too. Um, I didn't I didn't count them on my tally. I should have. But mm-hmm. uh, still... Yeah, that was a great weekend, though. Um, hey, listen, all... you just keep people just keep making money if they're listening to Friday. Yeah, you know? or or Wednesday or Tuesday or Monday. Well, but yeah. I, I could only speak for Friday when I'm here. Well, but, uh... and we do win, that's for sure. We're going to win today, too. But we're going to kind of um, step away from the NFL for a second. Actually, we are in the NFL, but step away from the weekly grind yes. and take a look at some of these NFL futures that I sent you this week. Yes. I think, you know, I'm not a big futures guy. Maybe, like, now would be the time to pull the trigger. Everything is plus money, at least yes, 500 to 1 or better. And, and that's not bad, right? No, that's not bad at all. Especially if you could pick a winner. And, and I think that now, after 13 weeks of this regular season, we have a pretty good idea, right? Uh, you know, I, it's funny, I think. The odds are so high this year because I don't think there's a great idea. I think I think it's you know normally normally this time of year don't you feel like there's usually someone at like seven to two, you yeah, know, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and the, you know the favorite right now, as crazy as it sounds, is Tampa Bay at five to one. I know, huh? You know, so I, I mean, normally, you know, I, I, if I remember historically, there's usually someone that's the front runner at this time. There's always somebody in the negative side. Yes. Always, always yeah. on the. Uh, I mean, yeah. not necessarily the negative side, but that you're still making money, but it's not a lot. You not know? like you can this year. Exactly. You get, if you nail the right one, you could pick up a few bucks. 
Ten yeah, buck bet exactly. on, a ten buck bet right now, just ten bucks. On the New England Patriots, we get you seven hundred and fifty bucks, right? Yep. Amazing. No, no. Yes. Yes. A hundred bucks would get you seventy five hundred. A hundred dollar bet on the Patriots today would get you seventy five hundred if they win the Super Bowl. But can they win the Super Bowl? Are is this a Super Bowl contender? Because I gotta I, tell not, you, I've I become mean, a I'll damn believer here. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, me at plus seven fifty, I I would tend to lean to the Arizona Cardinals a little bit more. That's than the, that's uh, my play. Actually, the New England Patriots. If you want to know the truth, I mean, I think you know they've been banged up. They're still winning. They're starting to get healthy again. Uh, and you know, hey, listen, you know how this league works. Uh, a lot of times, it's the healthiest team that wins, not necessarily the best team. That's exactly right. It's not like baseball because baseball, you can come into the playoffs hot. Well, you also have a series. You know, baseball has changed a little bit when they went to the second wild card team with that one game playoff. Right. You know, which changes. You know, baseball in the old days. Listen, you had the 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 opening round was three out of five. Then you played two four out of seven series. So, you know, the best team usually wins those. Right. Uh, when it happens, unless you know there's a catastrophic injury, and and you know baseball. To me, I guess that would be a, your, you know, ace or your, one of your top starting pitchers. Um, or your only you know, two-way player in the league gets hurt. Yeah, things like that. I mean, listen, you know, you look at it this way. Look, look at Tennessee today. They're plus 2,200. <laughs> now, Tennessee probably three weeks ago was somewhere in the neighborhood of the Arizona Cardinals and New England Patriots. Yeah, they actually they were yeah, right around 750, yeah. And Derrick Henry going down pushes them way back. They have so many injuries. We're going to talk about the Tennessee game because it's a big one for them this weekend. Yeah, but, I mean, the injuries are killing oh, them. Oh, killing them. I, I mean, I'll tell you who's an interesting play for me. You know, if you really – just taking a shot at it. Mm -hmm. You know, the Chargers and the Colts plus 3,000. I mean, you know, you lay 10 bucks to win 3,000. You know, 100 bucks to win 30,000. Th those are interesting plays to me. Well, now, you why know, would you? Why would you? Let me ask you this: What what interests you about the Chargers that you think they can win the Super Bowl? I, I don't necessarily think they could win the Super Bowl. I think they're a, a wild card team that has a shot. Okay. You know, I think if that, you know, the problem now is, of course, Keenan Allen just got hurt. So, you know, yeah. I think if they're healthy, they have a shot. You know, with a quarterback like Justin Herbert. Um, you know, the Colts would intrigue me just because of their running game and Frank Reich. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Carson Wentz. I don't think he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. No, he's uh, not. I mean, if Dallas gets healthy, they have a shot at 1,200. You know, plus 1,200. I like and that what, one. And what about the Bills at plus a thousand? I don't. They, I'll tell you what. Have I, they gone that? Have they become that bad? I mean, all of a sudden. I don't know. I maybe they were never that good. That's true too. Could be. I mean, listen. I don't know that Monday night game to me. You know. Everyone, oh, the Patriots. I go, listen, uh, you played a football game in crazy weather. You took, you know, Josh Allen. I mean, it was basically a youth football. It became a youth football game. You, yeah, know, right. uh, you know, the Patriots, I mean, crazy. They threw the ball, whatever, five times now. Yeah, three times, yeah. But three times. Now, the funny part is, you know, they go, oh, they three, three times at one. Well, they only scored 14 points. You know, it wasn't like, you know, they broke one run on a fourth down. Yeah, that was huge, by the way. Which, uh, absolutely, but they broke one run on a fourth down. 
and then they got one other score the whole rest of the game. Uh, you know, Buffalo did move the ball, and in the red zone they stalled out, you know, and really screwed it up, and, and I think there was some bad play calling, and, uh, you know, that was the problem. But uh, just, you know, it was um, – uh, to me it wasn't, oh, my God, here's the Patriots coming out, and they're so good all of a sudden. Right. You know, I think they're a good team. You know, I think Mac Jones is a serviceable rookie. Um, I, I just don't think they have enough talent to win it. Bill Belichick is not that good. You know, uh, I mean, he is a great coach, but, you know, I've learned a lot of things in my time that uh, players win. I don't care what you tell me, you know, coaches could right. help help along. There's things that they could do to win game, certain games. But, uh, you know, players win. Players win games. You know, players lose. Players win games, coaches lose them. You know, that's what we used to always say. I think that's a true statement, too. I think that's true. Last night's game. you still have to have a – yeah, you still have to have a – listen, last night's game, my guys, you almost covered after uh, you were dead in the water. I was dead in the water. When you called me last night, I was done. I I was – you know what? 29 nothing. I mean, do you believe that? I mean, it was funny. Uh, Then they got the Jeff Isis kibosh. He uh, texted, you know, we're still in a survival pool. We have two of seven teams. He's texts. I, I told you I love the Vikings. The second he texted that, the Steelers scored, I think, three touchdowns in three minutes. <laughs> I said, there you go. You just kiboshed it. Uh, and I'm still happy we didn't take him. Right. I didn't like them. So. Well, I'll tell you, I went after you called me, I turned the TV off and went to bed. I watched thinking the news. You, thinking you had no shot. I had not. I I woke up and I had I had a, a, a win in DraftKings, and uh, I well, looked at think, the score and I was like, "Damn!" Yeah, you think Mike Tomlin may kill Chase Claypool after that? Uh, not according to Twitter. Play. They say that he's the problem. Who's the problem? That Mike Tomlin is the problem. The culture of the Pittsburgh Steelers is the problem. Who said that? Some knucklehead reporter. He's the only one that says it. He doesn't even have a blue check mark next uh, to his uh, Twitter name. Idiot. Then I mean, you know. Well, how does Chase? You didn't. I don't think you've seen it. Chase Claypool. I did. You did see it on the last drive. I I didn't see the last drive. Celebrating. Oh well. Okay. No, I saw. I saw the. I saw the highlights. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Signaling first down. You're signaling first down with no freaking timeouts left, uh, you know, 30 seconds left in the game. You know, hey, get the ball to the ref, get it going, and let's go. Yeah. You know, you can't afford to lose two, three seconds because you're celebrating that you got a first down. Didn't he go losing, to Notre Dame? Claypool? Losing by eight. Huh? Didn't he go to Notre Dame? You know what? I'm not even sure. I think yeah. he might have. I think that's where he went, Notre Dame. I, you know, this primping in the NFL has it's really turned it into a joke. Yes. They need to stop some of that stuff. Now, I saw the turnover that the Pittsburgh Steelers end up uh, posing for in the end zone. That was funny. I like that stuff. I like it when teams celebrate. Listen, and the, yes, he did go to Notre Dame. And, and listen, play's dead. The clock's not running, you know, all of that stuff. That's fine. Yeah. But, you know, you're in the middle of a, your last drive. You got 37 seconds left. You're trying to come back to tie the game. 
and you're celebrating a nine-yard freaking reception for a first down? I mean, yeah, come well, on. that's what he does. That's what he does. And he's not the only one, though. I mean, every... No, 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 he's not definitely not the only one. But, you know, it's also, uh, you know, own up a little bit. You know, I mean, he sort of, so he halfway owned it, you know? Well, that's the way he's going to do things, though, halfway. But Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin's not going to put up with that crap. Now, that's what I hope, but we'll see what happens, you know. I don't think he oh, will. Oh, so you're talking about this uh, Mark Madden is the guy you're talking about? Yeah, that's him, yeah. And what, a, what an idiot this guy is. Well, you know what? They, It's not easy to find reporters, apparently, in a COVID crisis. He's been saying these things for years. He just doesn't like Mike Tomlin. I, I think he's just jealous, perhaps. You know, you've got a guy who this team hasn't had a losing season under Tomlin at all, have they? Nope. No. And, and, and frankly, he's probably one of the winningest away underdog coaches in NFL history. He's 39-20-1 as an away underdog since 2007. I also know, I, I guess we could probably say a lot on this show about this, but we can't um, and shouldn't. But one thing I will say is that Mike Thomas put up with a lot of crap at Pittsburgh. You know, can you imagine having a coach Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown having them in the same locker room? I'd say Antonio Holmes and who else? <laughs> He's had a bunch of guys, hasn't he? And, and, and the problem is, is that... Uh, People don't understand that Mike Tomlin's a quiet guy. But he's going to handle things. He's a strong guy. He's not a punk. And the other thing is, is that the Pittsburgh Steelers organization couldn't give two rips about what any reporter has to say or any twitty it has to say or right. anyone. And, that, and that's why they are one of the great organizations in sports. Yeah, I've had people say to me, oh, it's a bad environment, you know, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster should have went to Kansas City. No. Why? Wait, 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 wait. Uh, Pittsburgh has had a winning season every year since 2007, I believe. Maybe even before. That's one of the best organizations in the game of football, you know. Uh, and, and sports in general. And sports in general. And, and I mean, for, they've had, what, three, three head coaches as well in, in all the time. Well, that's why. They're very consistent. And, and I don't think it's fair to say what a guy's going to do or not do behind closed doors when you aren't invited. Right. I think maybe it's time some of these guys find something else to do. CNN's well, looking for people. You know, you know, uh, I mean, here's part of the problem in this world now, in, in my, is, you know, reporters used to just report. Right. Now all these reporters have... have Opinions, you know, it's not necessarily reporting anymore. It's opinion, and, and there's way too much opinion in the reporting. You know, way too. You much. report a game. Hey, say Chase Claypool's thing may have cost the, the Steelers. You don't know if it did or it didn't. You know, next play. Hey, they, they also they didn't score. So would three seconds have made a difference? I don't know. You know, you don't know. And yes, was it a bonehead play? Yeah, but yeah. now you're going to put it on the culture of the organization and your head coach that oh, this it happened because of their culture, or well, it happened because Clay Chase Claypool made a bonehead play. That's all. What are you going to you know, do? Uh, 
I mean, it didn't happen because there's a culture problem there. It happened because that kid has half a mind and he lost it. <laughs> well, I, I mean, and I, it happened because half of these kids that this they were interested in celebrating first downs and all of this other nonsense. And, you know, I, I mean, you know, I coach you. Listen, you score a touchdown on my team. There's no celebration. You flip the ball to the ref. The old the old school saying, act like you've been there before and let's go. Right. Now, right. I get now. I also do get that the NFL likes this stuff because it's enter- it is entertainment and there's entertainment dollars in- involved here. I mean, I think they put up with this defensive every time there's a turnover, there's a new pose and whatnot, and they score a touchdown as a new thing. Uh, you know, COVID was part of that because there was no one in the stands, so they had to make it a little bit more exciting right. uh, during that year. But, uh, you know, it's an entertainment value there. It's not, you know, to me... Uh, I think coaches have to put up with a little bit of it because of what the league is going to do. You know, and, and these kind of, and you hit the nail on the head. It's all about, it's not even news anymore. It's opinion. I don't want your opinion, Mr. Reporter. You have, you probably don't even sweat when you masturbate. So why would I want your oh, opinion? Oh, Jesus, Philip. Come on. I'm not happy about that because Mike's a friend, right? <laughs> and, and, the thing is, and the thing is, is this. You don't know what happened behind closed doors. I guarantee you somebody said something to him, one of the teammates. If you looked, and I, I like I said, I didn't see it live. I own that. I fell asleep. I talked to you. I told you, oh, I lost. I'm gone. I'm done. Right. So anyway, if you go out there and if you looked at that tape again, you're going to see some players look pretty disgruntled about that. And well, I, the kid, uh, uh, Frazier, went and grabbed the ball, you know. I mean, yeah. listen. What more so do you he, want? He was on the he, – he was right on it, you know, what needs to be done. But uh, like I said, I think there's just so much nonsense to some of the – you know, there's a fine line between entertainment and, uh, you know, playing ball anymore. And, you know, I think sometimes we've crossed the, the fine line. Right, but you know what? I don't need some hack to report it to me. And well, right, that's that's my point. You yeah, know, if you want to report that Chase Claypool made a dumb play. There you go. I'll report, agree with that, you. It was that's re- well, that's reportable. You know, or to Chase Claypool, you know, the play wasn't properly done. Whatever it may be. See, they don't you know? like they don't like Tomlin because he's old school. They all it's a it's a minority of the fan base in which. And I've seen these guys, some of them claim to be handicappers who couldn't probably well, pick a winner you know the, out of you know the, Oh, you know the deal once he went to Super Bowl again. You know, listen. Again. Did you hear problems, that again? The, the Steelers' problems are far from uh, Mike Tomlin at this point. Far you know? from him. I mean, the Steelers' bigger problem is, you know, what to do with Ben. Well, and I think, you know what? I think Tomlin's going to let him make that decision. Yeah, I hear Again, you, but I'm school. saying that's, you know, listen, that's always an issue in, um, uh, you know, sports. When what to, to hang do, it up. What to do, uh, you know, at the end of their careers. You know, there's very, very few Tom Brady's that uh, could play this long this good. That's you right. Know? I mean, the rule changes have helped him and whatnot. But, I mean, you know, the Roslisberger situation gives me a little bit like, like Larry Bird, you know, um, what do you do at the end when, you know, he's clearly banged up, he's clearly older and hurt, and the guy has totally given you, you know, everything he's got, 
to an organization. I mean, Roethlisberger's won, what, two Super Bowls? Yeah, two of them. He's probably going to be in the Hall of Fame, too. Oh, he'll be a Hall of Fame quarterback, that's for sure. For sure. Yeah. That's so, the other know, thing. I mean, like that, that, that's what I'm saying. You know, when when is it time? And, and, you know, and then they go, you know, and the problem is, is it's never right because you look at, you know, okay, Green Bay, they were all pissed off that they thought they forced, you know, um, what's his name out? Right. Uh, uh, yeah, Brett right. Favre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Brett Favre. Oh, Brett and then Favre. now, you know, Rodgers is playing that game with, uh, you know, um, with, you know, oh, they, why would they draft Jordan Love? Well, what's the difference, Aaron, if they drafted him? You know, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, you sat for three years behind Brett Favre. You know, Favre didn't go nuts when they drafted you in the first round. He didn't give a crap. You know, so they're planning for the future. It's, there's nothing wrong with that. No. But, you know, it's always, did we force him out too soon? Did do we keep him too long? And you can't win unless... Unless you have a Tom Brady that just keeps winning Super Bowls in forty two, I don't know what he's doing. What he's doing to do that, but I need to get a. I don't know. It, it, it reminds me of the old. Yeah, it reminds me of the old, um, the old play, Damn Yankees, back in the day. Yes, you know, the Damn Yankees, where the, the star guy, made, you know, made the deal with the devil. It just seems too good to be true sometimes with Brady. He's winning Super Bowls. He's married to a supermodel. I mean, you know. He's got what, super what kids, he says. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's and God bless him. You know what? He's worked hard. It's, he sure uh, has. You know, so, when I saw him play in college, he was, I think he was still in a, a quarterback tandem with Drew Henson. Yes, he was. He was never the true, he was really never the true starter at Michigan. As never. Crazy, as crazy as that would be. And then, you know, you know the story, six-round draft pick. You know, that, that sometimes helps you put a chip on your shoulder and work harder. Well, that's what yeah. you need in pro sports anyways, a chip on your shoulder. Yes, and you got to get a little lucky. And, uh, yeah. you know, listen, uh, you still look at it this way. Who knows if he ever plays if, you know, Drew Bledsoe doesn't get hurt. That's you know? exactly right. He could have been the the uh, least known, youngest-looking 43-year-old working at a bank. Or, or whatever, or played for years and, you know. This never got the opportunity. I mean, I think he would have eventually, you know, usually, as they say, the cream rises, you know. Right. Uh, listen, Jay was a perfect example. It took him a while, and he got an opportunity and, you know, made the most of it with the Dolphins for a number of years. So uh, it is what it is. I think we got to move on, don't we, to some picks here. Right? Yeah, yeah. Games. So bottom we line, talk about in summation. <laughs> Tampa Bay, Kansas City, Green Bay, Arizona, the Patriots, the Bills. Those look pretty decent. Um, I told you, if you want to take a shot, take a shot with maybe the Cowboys, the Colts, and the Chargers. I That's, like the Cowboys. You know, those, those are like the $10 plays. You know what I mean? You want to throw away $10, take a shot to win uh, a couple thousand. Those would be the three plays I would I would make. I might throw 50 bucks on the Buffalo Bills if I was out there. And I would definitely throw some money on the Arizona Cardinals. I think they have a legit shot, you know, there. I think Arizona has – I'm with you on Arizona. I still think the Chiefs might have a shot. Uh, the Chiefs definitely do. Their defense is what scares you. Do you, you know, they're, they're only 650. You know, I mean, as crazy as it sounds, you say they're only 650. They're the second choice right now. They're the second choice. Tampa Bay, we'll have to wait and see. We're going to talk about Tampa Bay right now. Because they have a big game this weekend. They're hosting the Buffalo Bills. The total is 53.5 points, so 
It looks like a high-scoring game. And Tampa Bay is a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. What do you like about this one, Feeds? <sighs> I want to go back and crack on this reporter some more. What am I saying? Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. After this Monday night game again. Which, by the way, we hit on this show. Yes, we did. We did hit. So yeah, I was that pretty we excited had. about that. But, uh, Six in know, one week. That's it, maybe. But it's nine it's, and one with you. <laughs> now we're talking. But it's to me, you know, this is just other. This is going to tell you what the Bills are all about a little bit, you know. Um, I think this could be the game that you know uh, Tampa Bay just. They always throw in a struggle game before the playoffs, and I think this could be the one. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like taking the three and a half points with uh, Buffalo. You see, that's that's some. I'm not ready to make a pick yet. I'm going to have them out okay. on Saturday night. Okay. But I got to tell you, I like Buffalo. I really do. I um, mean, the one game that still scares me for Buffalo is the Indianapolis game a couple weeks ago. Right. I'm still scared they, from the first game against Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh is supposed to suck. Right, but I mean, I, you know, I'm looking. I mean, listen, they lost it at Jacksonville too, you know. So I know, huh? I, I just like it. Almost seems like they threw in a couple of their clunkers already, you know. Uh, they, 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 Indianapolis just dominated them. I mean, I think that was the game. Uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor ran for like 250 yards. It was insane. Right. You know? um, and then you know, you look now at the the Tampa Bay, and listen, they beat Indy at Indy. Sandwiched by two lousy teams that they beat, you know, uh, the Giants in Atlanta. And then the two before that, they lost, you know, on a road to Washington, who's a good football team, and New Orleans, who was healthy at the time. They were. So, you know, I I mean, I think this is going to be a close football game. I think the Bills have a little bit to prove here. Um, Obviously, Tampa Bay's playing for stuff. I think the Bills could be playing for their playoff lives a little bit as crazy as it sounds but uh you know they lose this they go to seven and six and uh you know it it becomes a lot tougher to to make you know the playoffs this way i think you might be right buffalo man they've scored 14 points or less scotty in three of their last five yep but here's the thing they've allowed 16 or more twice in the last five Yes. So, I mean, you've got a tale of two cities, really. And Tampa Bay, you talked about the stinkers. They had those two stinkers you mentioned, those two clunkers on the road. Yes. I but mean, they, they're a different team at home. There's no question. Way about it. different at home. There's no question about it. But, again, you know, you have to see, you know, I, I look at it a little bit, you know, like, a, a, you know, I'm looking at a, the old past performance of horses, you know, and uh, the – the problem with the the New England game is you almost have to put a line through it because the weather was so bad, right, and so ridiculous that you know it just one giving up the fourteen points wasn't a great defensive effort, and two only scoring ten wasn't necessarily a horrible offensive effort. So you know throw a line through that game. You know the New Orleans game at New Orleans they played well, but New Orleans was banged up. Right. Again, like I said, the indie game is the game that puts, you know, that gets you a little nervous. You know? I, I think this is going to be, I think what's going to happen is these defenses are going to 
probably get torched. <laughs> and only because you're dealing with two guys who can really sling it. That's the great uh -huh. thing about this game is we have two quarterbacks who can really sling it. And two teams who we think a lot of. But Buffalo six five and one against the spread. And Tampa Bay is six six and zero this year. Neither team really is a covering team. And when that's the case, the the home team looks appealing, but not in this case because you never lay three and a half or seven and a half. Those are too close to the key numbers of three and seven, and you're going to get hurt. Right. Backdoor covered, and it's horrible. Believe me, I know. I've been there and done that. But that being said, I'm going to give up. I am going to give one free pick for this game, feeds. Okay. Go ahead. I'm going for the over. 54-point total, I'm going for the over. I don't trust either of these defenses, really, even though they have played stout. Tampa Bay is a run-and-shoot team. They don't care about anything. They'll just outscore you. That's their plan. And they have the weapons to do it. So I, I think that's what it's going to come down to because Buffalo has a lot to prove, or mm -hmm. at least maybe they, according to the Twittiots, they do. But Yeah, I mean, I think that it's not necessarily to prove. I think, listen, uh, now it's just playing for the playoffs, you know. I mean, it's now it's records and who you beat, you know. It's it's not, you know, that, that game Monday night did hurt them because it was a, a division game and it put New England up two games on them in the division. Could be a strong indicator that maybe they need to win. And I don't think they're, God, I don't think they're going to win, but maybe they cover. But I like I actually, I like th I actually think they may win this game. Okay. Because Tampa Bay really doesn't give a rip, although they are right. undefeated at home. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I don't know. I just every so often someone comes up with something that get, get pressures Brady, and it's a they have a tough game. So we'll see. We'll uh, see. I, but, I'm going to take the three and a half here. Okay, okay. So let me write that down, and, and I'll let you know. Yep, you got the over in that game. You already have that yep. pick. So yep. Yep, Bills minus three and a half you have, and I take the over. I got Bills plus three and a half. Don't be selling me short now. All right. See, <laughs> you know what's funny, though? After the, This is the first game, Scotty, of the season that Buffalo is an underdog. That's probably true. Or second game they are. And I took over 54. Okay. Perfect. Now we've got Jacksonville and Tennessee. Tennessee, this, this is a game Tennessee actually needs to win. And they are eight and a half point home favorites, and the total is forty three and a half. Not a lot of points expected, but a big line, a big spread. Yeah, kind of interesting, right? I think it's. I think this is where the rubber meets the road for Tennessee, and, and Jacksonville has not played that poorly, really. I mean, okay, granted they've got a lot of young guys. Urban Myers. Mm. Oof. Yeah, I don't know how much longer he's going to be there. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, Tennessee is so damn banged up. Tennessee's in know. trouble, man. Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, <laughs> I mean, listen, you knew Jacksonville was going into a buzzsaw last week with the Rams losing four, three in a row. Had to go to the West Coast. You know, uh, the week, uh, the weeks before, I mean, they've won lost three games that, you know, they kept it close, but nothing spectacular. Uh, Tennessee, you know, uh, the Houston loss obviously stands out, you know, and how banged up they really are. Right. Um, you know, 
the New Orleans win by two at home, you know, was both teams were banged up. Right. Previous to that, you had, you know, Derrick Henry. So you can't, you know, there's a whole, that's a whole different uh, animal. There. And Marquise Brown and Julio right, Jones. Right, and all of them. And, and quite honestly, I, I, I don't think Tannehill is what they think he is. It's it's great when you have a Derrick Henry to play action and whatnot. I, I mean, I, I'm going to go. I'll tell you this one, too. I'm going to take the dog. I'll play the, I'll take the eight and a half. You know what? I'm going to do this. And same I don't thing. and I don't love the Jaguars team, but I think they stay close. I'll tell you this. If you put money, if you put some shekels on the money line at 3 plus 350, that wouldn't be a bad play. I'm not that crazy. I'll take the eight and a half. You know, a couple of weeks ago, uh Fats was on here and he told everybody who would listen that uh when Houston comes off the bye and if Tyrod Taylor's playing, they'll beat Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And he was right. And uh I think the the scary part for me is Tennessee's only scored 26 points over their last two games. Yep. They've got no one to throw the ball to. In fact, they called me the other day. No one to throw the ball to. They got no one to run the ball. They, you know. That uh, hill, you know Bra- what, though? That's, Fable that's, is a good coach, but, you know. Here we go. Now, I'm glad you brought that up. If you're playing DraftKings this week, Hilliard is the running back now for uh, Tennessee. And he cashed for me last time they played two weeks ago. He had a big game, and he was owned by like 2% of the field. So that's something you might want to look into, especially considering Jacksonville is not exactly a defensive juggernaut by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. But let me say this. They they are Jacksonville. I'm going to back your bet up, and I'm, gonna, I'm rolling with you, by the way, on the points. Okay. Four and one against the spread in their last five against the AFC. Right there. This is a team who covers. That's what I'm saying. They cover, and people poo-poo them, and I know Urban Meyer's not so great, but they're 4-8 and eight against the spread. I get it. They probably won't win, but they might. And at 350, that's not a bad one. The thing that gives me pause about this game, really, is it's minus 450 for yeah. Tennessee. And I was told the money line is not an indicator, by the way, of anything. Guy was trying to teach me about how sports books work the other day on Twitter. Um, the spread though is minus eight and a half and it's a minus four fifty. That actually should be a lot higher, like six hundred. Minus mm-hmm. I think eight and a half is minus six hundred or so. So maybe they're not as sure of what's happening over there as they want to believe. So I'm laying the points and I'm or I'm taking the points and going eight and a half here with Scott. I'm taking the points as well. Look at that. We're on. A, we're in agreement. That means we're going to win for sure. Now we're talking. And now we got one one last one, right? Oh, right. Yeah. I was just going to say, when we go to Vegas at the end of January, we're going to crush the daylights out of the horse track. You're going to win the big prize. Well, I'm hoping. That, no, that's, no, no, uh, no. I, I'm hoping for that one. I got to get myself uh, back in, in the groove there. You know, I've had some basketball with the kids and whatnot and haven't been playing you know haven't been able to put in enough time and i gotta get some you know gotta get back in on these winter tracks that are going to be used uh, in january and uh hopefully from your lips to god's ears i could win a big prize wouldn't oh, that yeah. be something that would really be something then me and scotty can take off <laughs> <laughs> there you go yeah <laughs> i don't know how far we'll go <laughs> uh, it won't go that far but it'll be a nice uh 
Listen, I just like to say that I won that thing too. That would be something. I would like know. to say I was there when you did. There you go. And take half the credit. There you go. <laughs> I know nothing about horses. Uh, I well, okay, whatever. San Francisco. <laughs> there you go. San Francisco. Be, the speaking fo- of ponies, San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> the 49ers take on the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. The Bengals are a one-point home dog. Well, right there, that is appealing. Both, both, uh, both, both in a close horse races, as they would say, for the playoffs. This is a neck-and-neck situation. They're on the rail, though. And, but and, both of them right now hold are actually, if it ended today, I believe are in the playoffs. And right, with a lot with a a lot of possibilities of uh, you know losing. Yeah, you know, but I'm not the a team f- that loses is going to be. Uh, is going to be in trouble. Well, they're going to be in trouble on Monday morning for sure because uh, these are two teams that the pundits, uh, the TV guys, seem to think a lot of. Right. So what I'm going to say to you is this home dog thing looks really appealing to me. Mm-hmm. I, I always felt and know, or I've been told, that you automatically spot the home team three points. Mm-hmm. Always, and if that's the case, I would think I would tend to think that Cincinnati's four points better than San Francisco. Okay, am I wrong? No, I actually like uh, I, I like Cincinnati in this game too. I mean, I, I'm a little concerned with Joe Burrow's finger. You know, I'm yeah, sure that's, that's why problem. the line is. I'm sure that's why the line is where it is. To be honest with you, um. That would be my guess, you know, that, uh, you know, he's got a, he dislocated his pinky finger on his throwing hand, which right. is a big deal in football. You have pinky finger on your throwing hand. It's a big so, deal. Yeah, that's a big deal. So, um, you know, I think that's more of why the line is where it is. Uh, I think I still trust Joe Burrow with a bad finger more than uh, Jimmy Garoppolo healthy. <laughs> there you go. I, you know, I, that makes sense. Now, I'm going to give you a couple numbers, though. For Joe Burrow, Go ahead. he's been sacked 36 times this season. That's not good. He's also had four multi-interception games. That's not good. No, that's not good. And uh, San Francisco's covered in four of their last six. But they're going to be missing Debo Samuel. And one of the things I like is turnovers. When I, I like to look and see what a team does on turnovers or how many turnovers they create or make. And San Francisco has 18. Cincinnati has 19. They're really close there. But where they're, uh, where they're not close is defensive and total yards. San Francisco is sixth in the league in total yards allowed. Cincinnati is right there in the middle at, at 15. Huh. This is weird. Now I'll give you, and here's the last one I'll throw at you. 49ers are 1-5 against the spread in their last six games on field turf. Wow. You know, there used to be that saying. Remember remember how they used to say, always go against the West Coast team traveling and playing at 1 o'clock on the East? I don't yeah, think that's the... Cincinnati's not truly East. That's no, the problem. It's not truly East, but I believe Cincinnati is in the same time zone as uh, we are. Uh, they are not. 
their central time, I believe. Nope, they're Ohio, so they're Eastern. Okay. Well, bottom line is, I always think I always thought it was the opposite way. It's an East Coast team traveling to the West Coast that uh, hurt you because that's the team that would be playing at nine in the morning as opposed to uh, one o'clock. You know, the, the other way, it doesn't hurt you quite as much. Yeah, when you go from west to east, it's a horrible thing because it's a three-hour time difference, so it's ten o'clock in the morning for them. But they go, they arrive at these games earlier now, and they put these guys on schedules and all kinds of things. And I don't think that matters. I don't think that's an edge anymore, as much as it was. Mm-hmm. But Cincinnati, though, they didn't. How do I put this? They didn't look very good last week. Uh, they didn't look good at all, but I think it might have been a little bit more of your of you know Joe Burrow's finger than you think. That could and be. And they're banged up. Listen, Cincinnati is banged up too. That is your issue here. They are banged issue. up. They are that the team in general. Forget Joe Burrow. They're they're a banged up team right now. So uh, you know there is some uh, some uh, cause for concern, as they would say. But uh, and listen, uh, if we're going to talk coaches, I would probably take um, you know San Francisco Shanahan over uh, Taylor at, at Cincinnati. But uh, I don't know. It just I think Joe Burrow is a winner, and I think he's going to get it done this week. I, I think so too. I think so too. Now this is a funny stat. I don't usually pay too close attention to that one, but I'm going to run it out there anyway. The Bengals are 6-1 and one against the spread in their last seven games following a double-digit loss at home. Well, there you go. And that's what you've been saying. There's the there's the trend to back that up, too. That looks pretty good. So you're going to go with the Bengals? I got I got three dogs this week. I'm taking all the dogs. There you go. Kenny, Kenny would be proud. Damn straight he would. Um, I had four dogs the other day and, and missed two of them. But it was all right. I didn't mind. Great stuff today. Always great stuff, Phil. Always great fun, Let's man. Let's make some people some money this week again. Let's make them some more money. I think you're right. And, and again, I hope that people look at both sides hope, of the I hope they've been listening, man. I hope they've been listening. Man, we'll see. We, we we have made people money this season. I get a lot of good feedback from, from this show, so we're doing good. But you can find Scotty over at Brookwood Camps on Twitter and if you're so inclined and want to get involved with your kids in sporting programs for a sleepaway camp, brookwoodcamps.com is the place you want to go visit. Check it out. Great, great, great programs. And, and it'll be a lot of fun for your kid. I can personally vouch for it. I've been there six years, and I, I enjoy every one of them. That's so, tennis director around. I, I try my best. I, I, I try my best. I'm still a little tired from... Last summer and all those precautions we had to take, we couldn't bring in the right our people that we usually bring in. But it was fun, and the kids had a great time. The kids love that camp, and your child will too. And that's going to wrap it up for today's show. Thanks to PlayUp.com, PlayUp Sportsbook for presenting the show. Don't forget CashWithFlash.com for all your sports betting needs. Football packages, ninety-nine bucks. 59, 34, and 3 this season with 7-plus money dogs and on a 53, 21, and 1 run. Get on over to Cash with Flash. Best bets and get paid. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves. Be good. And most importantly... Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you. My father thanks you. 
My sister thanks you, and I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.